Welcome to Snowbirds and RV Travelers, the weekly show for RV enthusiasts, where we talk about parks, activities, travel tips, trends, reviews, and the latest news affecting your RV experience. For more content and guest opportunities, head over to rvpodcast.com. That's rvpodcast.com. Good morning, everyone. We're here today with Justin Perrette, who's from uh, Oracle Lighting. And he's got over 12 years of experience, including a 10-year tenure at Oracle Lighting. And he started with Oracle as an installer and over the years has grown with the company into doing many things ranging from product development, shooting product video content, and traveling across the country educating dealers about the brand and its products. This podcast has been graciously sponsored by Soft Start RV whose innovative and reliable products let you start your RV air conditioner more quietly with a lot less power. Visit softstart.ca, that's softstart.ca, for more info, reviews, and limited time discounts. Justin, I think last time we actually spoke face-to-face might have been in Saudi Arabia. Does that sound right? Were you at that show? Yeah, yeah. I I actually... was hoping you brought that up. That was a really crazy experience. Uh, it was actually my first time out of the country, so a bit of a doozy for a first time. Oh, wow, yeah. It was a really, really good event. It was very crazy. A lot of logistics involved. Uh, really astonishing that they pulled that off in uh, such a short amount of time. Yeah, it was just a, within a few months they pulled this massive event off. Did you guys manage to do any business there? How did that work out for you? Um. We did. We did okay. Um, we didn't bring a ton of product back. Um, you know, we 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 did sell. We did sell some stuff out there. We acquired a few relationships. That was really the the, the big part of that for us was trying to establish some uh, lines out. Uh, you know, in that region. Yeah. Um, so we should get on to actually the reason why we're here, which is uh, driving lights for RVs and uh, probably the trucks that tow them. So. I know Oracle, I think, typically does a lot of work with LEDs. And I guess my question is, you know, from your perspective, a little bit more educated in the, the science and technology than mine, why, is, why are LEDs better than the incandescents that we've had in vehicles for decades? Like, you know, without getting too much in the weeds, uh, it, LEDs are essentially better, um, mainly because you – Really, in, in layman's terms, you can make them brighter. You can drive them harder. You know, with, with halogen bulbs, you, you're really fixed to a specific uh, brightness. You, you really can't do much more without, you know, drastically increasing the ambient heat inside of the lamp. Whereas LEDs, you can do that a lot more uh, safely. And, you know, in terms of heat, you know, you can you can do things passively to mit- to mitigate that with heat sinks, fans. Um, we've done, you know, all of those types. We've tried uh, different things with managing heat, just from uh, integrated circuits that just monitor and throttle the uh, current based on the temperature of the bulb. There, there's so much technology, you know, and and it's just it, it's growing year by year. Yeah, it's actually spectacular, the results that I've seen, especially with some of your products. But I'm going to ask you, too, now, what about halogens? I mean, they're pretty bright. They can be astounding as well. Um, do you guys do any work with halogen lights? So halogen is going to be, you know, what for the longest time was 
just, you know, OE standard. That's just the OE equipment. From halogen went to HID, which might be what you're referring to. I am. Um, for the high intensity discharge bulbs. And those, um, you know, we still offer HID kits to this day. Um, you know, the difference between an HID bulb and an LED bulb, you know, they're, they're really night and day in terms of how they work. And, you know, the, the HID bulbs rely on a very low, pure, a very low pressure pocket of gas being ignited in the bulb. Um, and that's what discharges light. Whereas, you know, more of a solid state piece of tech like LED, you know, you're not really relying on that gas, which does dissipate over time, mm. um, you know, and that's why you see, you know, color and things maybe not seeming the same as when they were first installed over the span of like five years. Um, but again, it is still something that we offer, um, not something that we really push as hard as the LED, um, especially when you're talking about driving lights, headlights, you know, we have three different lines of high powered led bulbs that fit pretty much any budget or install need and we offer those in virtually every size nice there's a lot of choices out there so how does a person go about choosing uh, a set of driving lights like what are we looking for you know that that's very dependent on the actual head if we're talking about you know replacing headlamps or fog lamps you know, that's going to be the main driving lights on most vehicles. It really depends on the lamp, the lamp type, whether it's a reflector housing or a projector. Um, there are a lot of vehicles that use a halogen bulb inside of a projector lamp, which all the projector does is basically just focuses the light in a more tightly controlled manner. Um, some LED bulbs might not be, you know, very suitable for that, just depending on the construction of the projector. LEDs usually perform extremely well, better than halogen in any reflector type headlight. Me personally, I'd, I'd like to go as bright as possible. So I might gravitate more towards like our premium line of bulbs, which are roughly about 4,000 lumen. I'd say the main spec that people will usually look at when shopping for an LED bulb, for example, is lumens. That's going to be, you know, the effective light that will actually be visible on an RV, uh, whether it's a Class A motor coach or I'm in my one-ton truck towing my 14,000-pound fifth wheel, you know, driving down the highway, uh, a lot of times the stock lamps, like in the Chevy, they're not good. Dodge Ram, the older trucks, uh, an easy-bake oven has a brighter light in it. What do we choose in order to get something that points farther down the road, brighter, and maybe a little bit out to the sides as well? Uh, I guess like what they call it a flood pattern in order to pick up, you know, if you're driving rurally, uh, cattle, horses, whatever, crossing the road in Canada here, it could be moose or elk. How do we find that lamp? Like what specs are we looking for in order, or do we need more than one set of lights? Do we need one yeah. that beams down the road and another one that lights up the um, sides? Yeah. So there's really, it, it, in terms of forward lighting, we usually, we usually split things. So, um, you know, if you're talking about peripheral visibility, um, an additional set of lights, auxiliary lights would probably be the best bet for that. Um, something with more of a flood pattern, you know, understanding the different beam angles is really key to picking which lights work best for your application. Um, 
you know, headlights and fog lights are usually going to take care of the straightforward um, light bars added in the front with like a combo driving beam angle could also work to add to the forward lighting. Um, as far as peripheral visibility, seeing out to the sides, ditch lights, uh, you know, LED cubes can be mounted to the side of the vehicles using some sort of bracket. Um, as far as a lot of the popular, uh, not really, not really something that we offer too much for RVs, but you know, we do have some really cool integrated mirror products that have ditch lights built into them. Um, but in terms of an RV, you'd really, you'd do really well with some auxiliary mounted ditch lights if you're looking to see wider out to the sides. And yeah, spots usually only are really good for seeing things at a very close distance. Um, usually traveling at faster speeds. Uh, it's not very, you know, right. I, I don't see spotlights being very usable for actual driving on an RV. I'd use spotlights more for, uh, scene lighting, you know, setting up under an awning or some type of work area that you might be using at night. That might be, you know, the, the more beneficial use of a spotlight. Right. You know, and, and since you talk about it, I mean, I think that is a good idea. Um, you know, there are, for instance, my fifth wheel has um, uh, that, like an LED string light under the awning, mm -hmm. but I can't do anything with it. So it's, if it's too bright or too blue, I mean, that's it. I got to suck it up. That's what I've got. Does Oracle offer something um, for that kind of a, a spot lighting for ambiance that maybe I could change the color from a lighter light to something that's a little warmer? And even, um, I think I saw it on somebody else's RV, and of course I had, you know, Envy. They had lights that were underneath the RV that kind of lit things up from the bottom, which looked fantastic. Uh, does Oracle have something like that, or do you know what can I do? How can I do that? Absolutely. So, you know, when you're when you're talking about what they, you know, string lighting, quote unquote, is you we're referring to LED strip usually, and LED strip, you know, we we typically use that for more of accent lighting. You know, mood lighting, something that kind of something that's a little softer that you could, you know, per, perhaps want to change to any color, whether it just yeah. be different shades of white or blue or purple or whatever fits your your mood or theme or whatever you're trying to do at that point in time. Um, underbody lighting as well, right? Um, you know, for the underside, we offer tons of different LED strip solutions for that as well as different controller options that you can use to change colors, to change temperature, you know, to set the mood. <laughs> um, as far as work lights go and like actual utility lights, um, a really cool product that a lot of people don't know about is our LED scene light. So our LED scene light is a, you know, it, it's a, it's a, about a five, about a five inch light that has an angled base and it can be mounted high up, it can be mounted low, it's got so many different versatile options for mounting, and it's a spotlight. It's a white spotlight, it, it, you know, true white, it's extremely bright. You could put, you know, three or four of those up right at the base of an awning, for example, on an RV, and it would light that entire area up, you know, almost like lights would in a living room in your house. Right. Are these the kind of lights that I could use backing up? Because that's the other thing for RVers, right? They're, they're almost 
it seems like there's never enough light, especially if you're in uh, more of a, a rural campsite that's uh, uh, a little bit more rustic. You know, mm-hmm. is that the same kind of light I would hook up on the back bumper of my RV in order yeah. to flood the area with light so I could back up without hitting trees and picnic tables and my wife? Yeah, you know, you could use you could use those same scene lights for that. Um, that would actually look very good on an RV as well, just because it could also be recess mounted if you have the spaces for it. Oh. Also, our like our 7D LED cube lights would be great for that. Uh, and I just want to circle around because there's another question that popped into my head. You know, as far as uh, mounting auxiliary driving lights in the front, how do you choose where to put them? Like with the placement, how high from the ground or, you know, how does that work? In terms of ditch lighting in a typical vehicle scenario, they would be mounted on the sides of the hood, like on the, on the fenders up by the windshield. Right. Um, being that it's an RV, you know, that, that whole geometry has changed of that part. You know, usually the RVs have a, a flat face where there isn't really a protruding engine compartment or anything like that. Um, so, in my opinion, the best spot to mount something for peripheral visibility would probably be somewhere up on the mirror arms, the side mirrors. No, so quite high. Um, yeah, and, and you know, height isn't really gonna make a ton of difference in a scenario like that. Again, it's it's very situation dependent. It depends on the height of the overall vehicle. You do want to take into consideration if you're going to be driving on the road with other traffic, and you're going to have those lights on. You want to position those in a way where they're not going to be in everyone's mirrors or especially if they're oncoming, if it's not going to be in direct line of sight. You know, in terms of the U.S., you can't it, – it's not very legal to drive with auxiliary lights on on, the, on public roads. Um, and and I, think, I think in Canada, you guys have to have covers on those auxiliary lights, right? It all depends on the height. This is my understanding, mm-hmm. but people should actually, you know, look it up for their own state or provincial – uh, yeah. regulations. But my understanding here in BC is as long as the lights are mounted below or at the level of the headlights, you're all good. You don't need anything else. If you go above that, yes, you're right. You can't be driving on public roads unless you have covers on. Uh, and you certainly can't be driving around with them on because it would absolutely blind oncoming traffic. Um, and, and and that makes a lot of sense yeah. because you know it typically if they're higher than the headlights and you turn them on with oncoming traffic, you're going to be in a situation where you're you're putting the light right in someone's eyes while yeah. they're driving, and that could be a, a safety hazard. So here's a good one, maybe a little bit of a sensitive topic for you, maybe not. There are a vast difference in the prices of LED lights. Uh, you can go to your big box retailer. And an LED light bar is going to be 100 bucks, or you can buy the same size and it appears the same specs for 400 bucks. So why spend the $400? Is it, or do you get the value out of that? You know, most of the things that you see on like your Amazon and your, and your other marketplaces that are factory direct from China pieces, the, the QC on those are usually, you know, poor, close to none. Um, and yeah, you're, you're, you're buying a cheap product, but you're usually not getting a warranty with it. That may not matter to some people because, you know, hey, it's so cheap, I just buy another one, right? But, you know, when you start getting into that higher price point, you're usually going to find those being offered from companies like us who, we, you know, we, we put a lot of resources into our customer support. 
uh, warranty periods, you know, we, we do a lot. We have a very comprehensive warranty policy on off-road products specifically because, you know, you're going to use a light bar in an off-road situation. It might get beat up. It might yeah. get, you might, you, you might be in an off-roading situation where you sink that thing underwater, you know? And we have a lot of different coverage options that can, you know, really help someone in that situation. Whereas, you know, you buy a hundred dollar light bar and try to reach one of the several manufacturers that, that produce those and, Probably not going to get any support on that. QC, by the way, quality control for the people that, that didn't pick up on that. Uh, you know, the bulbs, the, the LEDs are not necessarily as bright because there's some variance in the manufacturing. My understanding is that all LEDs are not created equal either, uh, not just Correct. the housings. And, you know, there's a, there's a really comprehensive process that goes into choosing what LEDs can be used for production what LEDs can't. Um, there's different binning processes and, and different uh, procedures when you're talking about the actual color, you know, choosing the color temperature of a particular LED. Um, there's so many things that go into it that, you know, it's not just let's choose a batch of LEDs and go. Right. There's a, there's a pretty long vetting process that goes into choosing the right components to use for a specific product. Yeah, so these aren't Lego blocks, for instance, that no. every piece is the same, it all snaps together, it all lasts just as long, right? No, there's going to be different LED sizes, LED types. Um, there's going to be different uh, driver components. There's going to be different drive capacities for different LEDs, depending on the application. You can't just jam a super bright LED in everything and, and, okay. and it be suitable. Right. I'm thinking a lot of trucks now will have some kind of a backup camera, a backup assist. It lights mm -hmm. up the hitch. Do you guys have a light? Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be now super bright, but uh, do you have a light that I can mount that will shine down on the hitch so I can use my backup camera and, and nail that hitch component? Yeah, so that, that LED scene light that I was talking about is actually really great for that. And again, it's so, it, I know, I know I've, I've plugged that product a few times here, but it's such a versatile piece just in the way, just due to the way that it can be mounted. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, you, you can put it pretty much anywhere. So, and here's another question, because we're talking about, you know, lights here, lights there. You were an installer. Is yeah. this a do-it-yourself thing? Like, can I, uh, you know, buy my list of scene lighting and driving lights and and wire this all up and, and hook it up into my cab and, and do I need a set of uh, switches, for instance, to select all my different lights? You know, yeah, is no, it a do-it-yourself project? It, it, it very much is. And, you know, touching back to uh, your, your point on different price points for different products, you know, that's another thing that a company like us would offer, you know, as opposed to your your other generic box brands, you know we have a staff. We have a tech support staff who you can call into during business hours if you're having any type of trouble installing these products yourself. Nine wow. out of ten times, we can walk you through how to do it over the phone or through email. We can provide diagrams. Um, part of what I do with the company is that you know for. For each new product that we offer, 
I'll usually shoot a how-to video, how to do the install from start to finish. So there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into these products more than just the physical, you know, tangible thing that you get in the box. Yeah, I know that sounds really good. So uh, where would I go, for instance, to have a look at your products and, and see what works for me? Yeah, so you can visit www.oraclelights.com. You can also give our sales staff a call at 800-407-5776. Um, if you're looking for a little bit more personalized help, all of our sales team is you know highly trained in you know giving the right types of product recommendations. They'll ask you a few simple questions about your vehicle. Um, they'll do a little bit of research on their end, and they'll figure out what's best for you. And, you know, you can go ahead and sort it out that way. That was my, sort of my next question is, you know, is there somebody there? You know, I tell them that I have a, a Class C, which is basically a, maybe it's a, like a Ford E450, and I want it to do this, this, and this. And rather than me try to do all that research on websites and stuff, can I call your guys and say, hey, I need to do this. This is my truck. What do you recommend? And yeah, they can tell absolutely. me. Yeah. 100%. And, and, you know, typically if one of our sales staff can't answer the question, they'll usually, uh, they'll, they'll run it by me, uh, or one of my team and we can usually make the right, we can do the right research. We can make the right recommendations. Nice. Awesome. Uh, you know, that was super, just before I close off, is there something else that, uh, you thought, you know, hey, this would be really good for RVers or people that are towing. Is there another product that you haven't mentioned? Something you're keeping in secret? Something that's that's coming out that I should be aware of? Truth be told, we're just starting to navigate the RV market. Um, it's not really been something that we've done a ton of in the past. Um, but that is something that we're looking to shift our focus to, you know, a little more as time goes by. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned and you know, we, we may be coming out with some new products. Uh, I, I don't have anything uh, on my list as of yet, but it is something we're looking into. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Justin, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I learned a lot. Um, and uh, let's chat again soon. Give me a call. Let me know when uh, the new products come out. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks All for right. having me on. All right. Take care. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. And if you'd like to hear more, please follow or subscribe. Your opinions are important. So please take a moment to share your ideas, comments on this show, or topics you'd like us to cover. For fun contests and picture submissions, check out our Instagram channel at Snowbirds RV Travelers. Snowbirds and RV Travelers is a Sun Cruiser Media production.